the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the authorities, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Maybe you, like me, and like Thomas, have experienced some doubts. It seems as though some interpretation of this gospel gives Thomas and his doubts a little bit of a short shrift. I can remember as a child, sitting in Catholic classrooms, hearing this story, and it seemed so vivid to me, and I would think, poor Thomas the experience that Jesus was crucified on Friday and now he was being told that Jesus was walking around and he was expected to just believe it seemed difficult to me. I related to Thomas because even as a child I felt like I was a person of strong faith but also of very strong doubts. The teaching that I thought was there was that if you're a good disciple you don't have doubts. And yet, humanity, 
And the journey of faith is not that simple. Paul Tillich, a Christian theologian and philosopher, once said that doubt is not the opposite of faith. It's an element of faith. I found that doubt itself can be used as an instrument to strengthen faith, to make it more real. If we imagine faith as a powerful thread by which we are stitching God's life into our life, doubt is like a loose thread or a loose stitch that we could, if we just leave them unexamined, they become a place of vulnerability and weakness in the stitching. On the other hand, if we look at those loose threads and readjust them and rework them, they can be the place of the most strength in that stitching together. And there's no need to be ashamed of our doubts. We can realize that Christ can withstand them. And this is not to say that attending to our doubts is a substitute for the bold faith that is needed to be open to things that seem impossible and incomprehensible. But it's to say that the attending to our doubts is a way to bring us more firmly into that bold faith. To be able to examine and work with our doubts, we need to be able to recognize them. They come in many different forms, and they look different for all of us. One way that doubt can show up, one obvious way, is the feeling that we're not really sure what we believe about Christian scripture. It's Easter time now, so the question may come to mind, what really happened on that Easter day? Bodily rising? And what, it, what does it mean that Jesus ascended into heaven? What does it mean that Jesus is going to come again? What does that look like? We may think about all kinds of areas of our faith. What is the Trinity? Is that real? Is that a real definition of God? What about all the way back to Adam and Eve and original sin? What does that mean? So don't look at me. I'm not going to try to answer those definitively. But if you're not sure what you definitively believe about any of that, Welcome to the Episcopal Church. Welcome to humanity. Now, I'm not implying that to be a part of the Episcopal Church, you'll never be sure about what you believe, or that you can just believe, you know, whatever, whatever you feel comfortable with. I am implying that we are invited with our doubts and welcomed by the Church as the body of Christ to engage in a conversation with our liturgy, with our scripture, with our traditions, with one another, with our experiences, in order to come to a more clear and stronger faith. And this journey will be worth it. And I want to be clear about this element of stronger faith. Strong faith is not a character virtue or a thing. Faith is an energy. It infuses us with grace to meet the challenges and pains and the amazing gifts of life in a way that we can't do on our own. 
But the way to faith is not a spectator sport. It's not just something that we put on and then we become robotically faithful and clear. It's a journey of vulnerability and risk-taking and commitment and engagement. A second way that doubt can show up can be in our doubt of trusting God. And this can come in subtle and difficult to hear inner voices. I believe in God, but in the day-to-day tasks and challenges, I just have to do things myself. I have to buckle down and try hard. I have to rely on my own survival mechanism to get things done. Or, you know, I don't know if I trust God. Why would God let the world look like it is? Why are so many people suffering? Or, I'm not really capable of learning to receive and notice God's guidance. So, you know, my will be done, not thy will, God, because I don't know what your will is. Whatever form of doubts you have inside of you, there's no need to be ashamed of them or to push them away. Because ignoring them, keeping them beneath the surface, is like bacteria that can grow and infest our lives in ways that we're not clear about. They can function as a secret excuse to avoid the risky business of being a Christian. Working with our doubts is an act of love and compassion that we deserve. It's a deep process that can take many forms. Prayer, conversation, scripture, bringing them to liturgy with you, imagining placing them metaphorically on the altar. We're about to have a baptism. Bring them to the baptismal vows and let the grace soak them. It's a funny thing about doubt is that we work with it by faith and with our faith. There's an old Brazilian hymn that has an ironic line in it that goes, in times of no faith, it's good to believe anyway. It's an act of faith. Working with our doubts is like snow tires. It gives us traction to grip the slippery and dangerous places. And one of the slippery and dangerous places is unexamined doubts, denied doubts, unaddressed doubts. It's the shape of our doubts is the exact shape that we need the Holy Spirit to come and fill for us. It's a prescription. We can call on Christ's love to fill those spaces with holy messages to deepen our faith. In today's gospel, we heard Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Jesus is blessing us in that statement. We haven't seen, but we are coming to believe. Thomas has offered us the possibility of faith by holding in our hands with courage our doubts and letting God work with them to lead us into a deeper and more authentic faith, a faith that gives us life-giving energy to meet the challenges and the joys of our lives. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. 
We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.